Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 WSBT, WSBTRadio.com, the WSBT Radio app, and on Twitch as Darren Pritchett talks Notre Dame football recruiting with Blue and Gold Illustrated insider Mike Singer. We're also talking some Notre Dame football recruiting on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel. We would love for you to subscribe to the Blue and Gold YouTube channel and like this video as I talk things up with Mike Singer, the Notre Dame football recruiting insider at Blue and Gold Illustrated. Read his work at blueandgold.com. Less than two weeks away, Mike, from the start of Notre Dame football spring practice. You've known these guys for a long time. I'd love to get your insight on three freshmen to watch this spring. Yeah, I was thinking about, like, not let's put aside, like, the highest-ranked guys. Who are the three that are going to draw the most attention, the most intrigue, based on, like, their, how, how big of prospects they are one, but, like, who, who do I think is going to impress the most? Again, putting rankings aside, but it just happened to be that the three I'm going with are, are very highly ranked. Obviously... Darren, you've been covering Notre Dame football a long time. Um, you know, I, I'm coming up on five years, and every time Notre Dame has an early enrollee freshman quarterback, that player is very, you know, all eyes are on that that player, uh, the new shiny toy. Um, so, CJ Carr is, is definitely that someone who committed to Notre Dame the summer of 2022. So he is, he's someone who, dude, I think Notre Dame offered him back in the summer of 2021, actually. And then, you know, you get him committed uh, a year later. So Irish fans been know about him for coming up on three years, and it's finally here. C.J. Carr, a quarterback from Saline, Michigan, the grandson of Lloyd Carr, his time in Notre Dame is finally beginning. Um, and I know it kind of did during – winter right you got you got some pictures of him and and, and you know practice to assemble but this is really it you know like you, you enroll for the spring there because it gets you a head start on the fall that's a big part of it right it allows you to to you know have a better chance to play early how about him being able to do those bowl practices i feel like it's just like a way for him to get ready for, even more prepared for the spring um so I don't know if he's going to be able to, you know, make a surprise run up the depth chart or anything like that. You know, he's coming into it, you know, QB four behind, of course, Riley Leonard, Steve Angeli, and Kenny Minchie. Uh, but regardless, you know, I, I think all eyes are going to be on uh, all eyes. You know, that's just kind of a, a phrase. Of course, Riley Leonard's going to draw a ton of attention, but uh, CJ Carr is going to be uh, someone who is watched very closely. Mike, let me just throw in one thing. It was really interesting on one of my Twitter questions recently. I asked which of the four quarterbacks currently on the Notre Dame roster has the greatest chance to reach their ceiling, their potential. And C.J. Carr got 71% of the vote. Yeah. Crazy. That's not surprising. He's a a fantastic quarterback. Maybe the unpopular take on this is that the the new guy's always a shiny toy. You know, if he would have done that poll last year, it would have been Minchie. And if he do that again next year, it's going to be, you know, Deuce Knight if he, you know, if he ends up sticking with Irish and signing. So 
that's my kind of little bit of pushback, but yeah, it, it, it's definitely not a bad answer. Um, moving quickly along to the other two guys, I think Kingston Philly on the loss. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if coming out of spring ball, there's talks about him really being a con- real competitor and contender for one of those starting linebacker spots, which is really crazy to say about a linebacker, but Kingston Philly on the loss is not your, your typical freshman linebacker. Coming from St. John Bosco, one of the best uh, – <clears throat> high school programs in the country, how physically developed he is and then seeing him at the All-American Bowl, just how special he is instinctually, um, his ability to read and react, fantastic linebacker. Uh, I think, you know, Kane Williams, uh, you know, seemed to lose some steam down the stretch um, from a ranking standpoint with some of the other receivers having, you know, these super strong performances at the Under Armour All-America Week and then the All-American Bowl. Um, and Cam, you know, got injured on, on the second day. So you didn't really get to see him do a whole lot. Um, so he, he slips down as the others rise up. Um, so I, I'm really interested to see Cam Williams. You have a lot of receivers, Darren. It, you know, like, it's a talented receiver room. There's questions at the top, uh, but there's a lot of bodies. Um, for sure, and, and players with some experience in, in that um, have shown to, um, you know, be productive receivers at Notre Dame. But can William, can Cam Williams jump some of those guys um, and uh, get himself right into the thick of the receiver rotation as a true freshman? I think what he does this spring will definitely help us answer that question. And Mike Denbrock, the new offensive coordinator, laid out there's a pretty good chance we'll see more multiple wide receiver sets than the two and three tight end sets, so that gives those young wide receivers another opportunity to get on the field. All right, Mike, 17 commitments in the class of 2025. Notre Dame is way ahead of the rest of the country in that category. Simply put, why? Yeah, so uh, Kyle Kelly, my coworker um, and uh, a guest on on your show, Darren, we did an article um, about, like, why this is. Notre Dame has 17 commits. The next closest is Penn State with 12. <laughs> and a disparity of five there is a huge number. Because, look, I mean, under Penn State, you have Clemson 11, Oklahoma's 10, LSU 9. That, again, that's 17 to 12. That's a huge gap, uh, especially when you look at, yeah, you know, there's not really any gaps anywhere else. But So why? Kyle wrote about the Irish and, and getting their big-time recruits on visit weekends and you know, how important that is, and, you know, writing about the great job the staff does, and completely agree with that. There are multiple reasons why Notre Dame gets such a head start um, on these these prospects and how they're able to get them committed. But, Darren, my take on this, and, again, there, there's lots of different reasons, but mine, I'm going to go back to the uh, great Lou Holtz quote. Those who know Notre Dame, no explanation is necessary. For those who don't, no explanation will suffice. I really think that is a very – strong component of this, these young prospects, Darren, a lot of them get Notre Dame. They come to that realization of, I know this is the place for me. Why wait? Why wait? Now, do some of those kids end up decommitting from the Irish shirt? But this is why Notre Dame gets so many commits. In my opinion, this is like one of the, the chief reasons is someone like, um, you know, a, a James Flanagan, you know, it's like, I want to go through this recruiting process a little bit. Maybe I want to go visit Michigan again at Stanford, but, like, I know Notre Dame's the spot. 
the spot for me. Justin Thurman, a running back from Florida, who I um, talked about after I first interviewed him. I was like, this is this kid's going to Notre Dame. Like, he's going to Notre Dame. This is the most Notre Dame kid I've ever talked to. He ends up in Notre Dame because just, it just clicks. So, and I think a lot of these kids who commit early can often be like the no-nonsense, no-drama kids. It's not 100% of the time. But, yeah, and those are the prospects who kind of just, like, I get Notre Dame. Like, why even go through this recruiting process if I know that no place is going to match Notre Dame? We just talked about quarterbacks a couple of moments ago, Mike, and you've stacked the last couple of years Kenny Menchie and C.J. Carr and hopefully Deuce Knight signs as your quarterback in the 25 class, and you've laid it out. There's no reason to believe that he will not. But you want to continue stacking, so 2026 – where are we with those quarterbacks? Yeah, you mentioned Deuce Knight. So I'll just say this in case people haven't read my articles or, or watched other videos or, or heard me talking on the show about Deuce Knight. It's at the point where if he visits Bama or Ole Miss, you know, while committed to Notre Dame, you have reason to be concerned. If he doesn't, there's not. And I get that that's kind of a really basic statement to put out there that kind of applies to every single recruit ever. Um, but – it, it, it's still the truth. So there's a lot of articles recently about Deuce Knight out there. Big reason was because he was at the Under Armour Atlanta camp. And there's tons of media there. So, I mean, w when you're in person, you do the interviews. Deuce doesn't have to pick up the phone to do all those interviews, but in person, you do all the interviews. So that was part of why, you know, the last week or the week before, there was just so much media attention on Deuce Knight. Um, but, you know, it, it's already slowing down this week. And, yeah, we'll see. We're in a dead period right now. We'll see when he gets into March. He's going to visit Notre Dame, I think, for like three days. He's already got his June official lined up. When I asked him about – excuse me, I didn't ask him. He was a Bama reporter. I asked him about visits, and Deuce said, I'm going to Notre Dame in the spring and in the summer, and, you know, he kind of wanted to put it right there. So, that's what I'll do tonight. Notre Dame's already getting a head start on 2026, as you have to, and they offered last Wednesday, I believe, Troy Hunt – um, from Mission Hills in Southern California, Texas, UCLA, Arizona State, um, you know, a, a handful of, of big-time offers after the 6'3", 195-pounder, and he is visiting campus March 27th to 28th. He's also looking at visiting Penn State and Michigan while he's uh, in the Midwest and, and would like to visit some schools in, in you know, SEC country as well to, to get a look at Texas and, and an A&M and an LSU. So, um I think that Notre Dame is in a really good spot with Troy Hunt right now. You know, when Gino Gattuli offered him last week, he, um, you know, basically said it gave him goosebumps. And um, when, when they got on the phone that he wasn't really thinking too much of it. Uh, and then kind of got the sense, like, this kid's got 20 offers or something. He, he knows how these conversations go. He just got surprised when the conversation led to an offer, and he was super pumped up. And he was already looking at visiting Notre Dame that March 27th weekend before he got the offer. And then he went ahead and got it, Darren, and uh, locked in that visit date. So Troy Hunt uh, coming to campus in uh, about a month. Notre Dame's offered a half dozen quarterbacks or so. I wanted to talk about these two in particular, Troy Hunt, because he's visiting, and then Brady Hart is coming to campus in April uh, from Cocoa, Florida, beautiful part of the Sunshine State. And in talking to some sources recently, um, They've offered several. They're in a good spot with a few of these guys, and they've been starting to visit campus here. Brady Schmeigel's a big-time passer from quarterback. He was on campus in January. Uh, he's another name to watch. But Brady Hart hearing really good things. Notre Dame offered him in December. They're getting him on campus in April. 
and just kind of the mental makeup of this kid, how he's wired. Uh, you know, sources seem to think that Brady Hart very well could be the guy. Miami, uh, North Carolina, Texas A&M, um, you know, of course, Notre Dame, Ole Miss, Florida State, uh, excuse me, not Florida State, uh, interested, not offered yet, but, you know, a handful of scholarship offers at the Power 5 level. Um, so Brady Hart, again, hearing that he's going to be one to keep an eye on, visiting in April. Um, yeah, 6'5", 185 pounds, coming off of a terrific season um, in Florida, winning a state title for his high school team as a sophomore and very competitive ball, high classification in Florida. All right, Mike, let's wrap things up by talking about Notre Dame offering an Ohio State commit, which is kind of interesting because I think Ohio State's won free agency during the offseason by the number of players they have added as they try to catch up to Michigan. But Notre Dame taking a look at a, a very interesting Ohio State prospect. Here's a really interesting thing about this, Darren. We just talked about Brady Hart from Coco in Florida. Well, his top receiver, Javon Boggs, 5'11", 190 pounds, four-star, committed to Ohio State. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, Notre Dame has really expanded the 2025 receiver board. It's a, it's a, a position group for the Irish in the cycle that is pretty well developed. They got two commits. They seem to be in a really good position for Jerome Bettis Jr. And then you've got like Derek Meadows and Raiden Vines Bright. And you've got some guys that they're pretty far along in the process with, but they keep adding names to this receiver board. The word aggressive is what I continue to hear um, with, with the staff and, and how they're recruiting in general, but especially at this receiver position. So on Tuesday night, they offer Boggs. Uh, and uh, if they gave Brady Hart, quarterback recruiting goes pretty early, Darren. You know, Notre Dame usually gets – their quarterback when he's a, a, you know, right going into his junior season or early in his junior season, um, right? Like Deuce Knight committed to Notre Dame last September. Um, you know, uh, C.J. Carr was the summer going into his junior year. Steve Angeli was about the same. Uh, Kenny Minchie was, uh, you know, late in his senior season, but, you know, that was the whole Dante Moore cycle. Different story for a different day, of course. So if they were to get someone like Brady Hart committed early, not saying that's going to happen, I'm just – we're just throwing the situation out there. If they're able to get them in this spring or summer or even early in the fall, could that, like, give them a, a real a shot uh, to flip someone like Javon Boggs from Ohio State? I mean, that's his quarterback. Uh, and he is open uh, to other schools. I believe he visited Miami in January. He's, he's looking at official visits. So I know Notre Dame fans, when you have a commit, you're just thinking, oh, man, they're just going to – Flip, whoa, and, and you know they they wet themselves about it. But here's a situation where you know, the Irish could go out and, and, and flip someone potentially. Uh, I haven't spoken to Boggs yet personally, uh, but you know Notre Dame's taking a swing at this one, so we'll see how it goes. And Notre Dame hasn't flipped too many prospects. I feel like in the past year or two, um, I, I think the 2021 class they flipped like half of the players in that class, but. Um, but, you know, that's certainly something they do. Like, they flipped Armel Mookum from Stanford and Chris Tarek from Wisconsin, a couple guys, um, you know, in the 2023 class. It's something that they're, they're, they they do, but it, it's not as much as it's been in the past. Oh, maybe uh, maybe the class of 2025 they'll get one or two. Okay, something to watch. Very good. All right, Mike, give us some details on, I wouldn't say the eve of spring practice, but close enough. What do we have going on at blueandgold.com? Yeah, I mean, tons of recruiting coverage. Lots of prospects will be visiting campus, of course. Uh, myself and Kyle Kelly will have you guys 
uh, covered with all of that news, as well as the instant observations, the news coming out of practice. Uh, I, I was pretty pleased to see Notre Dame's spring schedule um, for practices and the amount of uh, media availability things kind of been on par with, with what they've been doing in America's Freeman, which uh, I've been fine with. So uh, some really good coverage there. Uh, and uh, our offer for both of our audiences, Darren, is uh, using the promo code UND1. We'll get you a buck for two months, so just $1 for your first two months using the promo code UND1. So please check that out at blueandgold.com. All right. He is Mike Singer, the Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Mike, thank you so much for the visit and the knowledge, and we'll try it again next week. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Darren. That's Mike Singer. Check him out again at blueandgold.com. We have more Budweiser's weekday sports beat coming up in a couple of moments on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT South Bend.